0: What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Now, um, before we start this uh, episode, I have to say happy birthday to our baby girl.
1: Happy birthday, Madison. She just
0: turned 15 years old. Yes. And it seems like just yesterday I was holding her in that little football. I used to call it the... uh, the football hold where yeah. I would hold her like I'm holding a football and I would hold her close to my my chest and stomach and that would usually put her to sleep mm-hmm. and I just remember that and I miss that little baby
1: you've lost that touch you don't have that touch anymore
0: I know the new baby don't F for me at <laughs> all the <laughs> new baby don't want nothing to do with daddy nope, nope she'll laugh at me and smile and all that stuff but as soon as daddy picks her up she nope don't want no daddy Mm-mm. I'm not mad at that though
1: she looks at me like mom are you gonna let this go down
0: I'm not mad at that you know why
1: because when she, cry- yeah, absolutely. Exactly.
0: when she starts crying, they look like, she don't want me. She want mm-hmm, you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is good. But happy birthday to a uh, baby girl. All right. Now, um, last week was uh, a great week. It was very good. Um, as you know, if you listen to the last episode, I talked about jealousy and how I was a very jealous person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like extremely jealous. Right. Like past close to crazy jealous. No. Um, like senile almost.
1: Absolutely crazy, not close to crazy, certifiably. If you want to call it that. Okay.
0: Now, um, I'm, I just want to prove to the people that I'm not that jealous. Now, if you don't know my wife's favorite artist, favorite musician,
1: mm-hmm.
0: vocal talent, whatever you want to call him, is Maxwell. Yes. She likes Maxwell. I might even say love. Okay.
1: Yes. (laughs) She loves
0: Maxwell. Right. Uh Uh-huh. I remember uh, us being in college and I'm, uh, you know, I I lived at Gia's place most of the time. We, We had two separate places, but I was usually at her condo. And when I walked in, there was a magazine with Maxwell's face on it.
1: On the cover. On the cover. You remember what magazine it was?
0: Uh, Essence. It was
1: Essence magazine. Essence yep. magazine. Mm-hmm. So he me, had that blowout. He
0: had the little blowout afro. Yeah. <laughs> so me being the jealous, he had that.
1: I want to make love to you. Look on his face. He did.
0: <laughs> he did. So me being the jealous boyfriend that I was back then, mm-hmm. I did what any other jealous boyfriend would do. I grabbed the cover, I ripped it up to shreds, and then threw it out the window. <laughs> There was no place for Maxwell in our home.
1: Yeah, that's actually what you said to me. You said this magazine has no business being here. Absolutely. I made you give me the $4 that I paid for the magazine yeah, back. Keep
0: your $4, but Maxwell wasn't going to be in our house. Oh my gosh.
1: That was that was so utterly ridiculous. So what? I remember watching the little pieces of paper flutter down to the concrete below. It's like confetti. <laughs> It's like a confetti confetti storm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. But no, you surprised me with Maxwell tickets. I actually thought that we were going out to eat. And, you know, there's a restaurant in the city that I was excited to try. And that's where he told me that we were going. And instead, we pull up to Madison Square Garden and he pulls out the tickets and hands them to me. And I kind of lost my mind in the car a little bit. He's probably the only artist I would be excited really 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 excited to see right and um we went in and not only did you take me but you enjoyed the concert, yeah, I had a like great time. You grabbed time. me and you were dancing with me. We were dancing in the aisles and you really enjoyed yourself. I had so, a great yes. time. Well, I,
0: I grew up a little bit. I progress. wasn't jealous. So it was progress. Progress. Mary J. Blige, she uh, opened up and, and started the performance, and which was dope. Killed shout it. to Mary. Killed it. And then Maxwell performed, mm-hmm. and I just enjoyed the music. This was music that we grew up on, and I just wanted to hear it. And it was it was a great vibe. I mean, we were dancing so crazy. Maxwell seen us dancing, right, and shouted us out. So shout to Max or we had a good time so I am not that jealous anymore just to let people know out there no. don't let that last episode fool you
1: progress but people do change yes it is definitely a possibility Yes, because to know where you came from to where you are now the patience and the prayer mm-hmm. and the faith it was all well worth it absolutely yes now
0: um, I wanted to start this, this episode with Holding your spouse down. Okay. Reason being is I get a lot of demos, CDs, USBs, <laughs> and so many different things where, where rappers are trying to get put on.
1: It's so crazy that I get them.
0: I know. You get them in your DMs all the time. I
1: get them in my DMs. People hand them to me in the street. Right. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Right, right, right. So um, I'm noticing that a lot of these rappers are pretty a little older than usual. They're about, they, they're in their, their, their uh, lower forties. Okay. So I was going to, I wanted to talk to you about holding your spouse down. When is enough to say, when is enough enough? You know, when is it you shouldn't hold your spouse down and and when should you hold your, your spouse down? And the reason I'm bringing this up is there's a lot of people that listen that are entrepreneurs uh, trying to get into the, the music industry or trying to get into several different industries, whether it's Wall Street, whether it's, um, trying to be a doctor trying to be a lawyer they're artists. going through a lot artists of uh, different sorts. and they're trying to do a lot to get on and sometimes it takes a long time it's a hard business for a lot of these things to get into so uh, I just remember when when I started DJing you know my parents they wanted me to do it because they felt it was a way for me to stay off the streets they felt it was A way that they can pretty much know where I'm at all the time because I'm always in the basement recording. I'm always in the basement practicing. So that's what it was. They're able
1: to keep an eye on you.
0: They're able to keep an eye on me. So I went from high school to college. And then when I graduated out of college, my parents pretty much thought that my music career, my DJing was over. Mm -hmm. I remember um, at that time I was doing mixtapes and I was making a little bit of money, not much, but I was making a little bit of money. And... um my mom was like, okay, well, you're out of college now. When are you going to wear a hat? And I said, what? She said, when are you going to get a job with a hat? And I was confused. And the reason I was so confused is I was making money. I was enjoying my job. I really didn't have any responsibilities, but maybe a school loan, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: maybe a car, I think at the time, but it wasn't an expensive car. I think it was like a Volkswagen Jetta, I think, Mm -hmm. or Montero. It wasn't expensive.
1: No, when you graduated, it was a Montero.
0: Montero, mm-hmm. and, it, and it and it really pissed me off, because I'm here busting my ass, and and my parents didn't necessarily respect what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I tell this to everybody all the time. If it wasn't for you and your mom at that time, I don't know if I would be in music. Mm-hmm. You know, because my parents were really pushing me to get outside of music and get a regular job, whether it was a, a an accountant or you know, work on Wall Street. They really didn't care for music.
1: Well, you had gotten your degree in business management and marketing. Right. Right. So I think that your parents, like it would be most parents' expectation, you put your kids through college, and when they graduate, you expect them to do something with their degree. That's a reasonable expectation of most parents. And I think that your parents looked at what you were doing as a toy career. Right. Like, it's great that he did this in high school, in college. In school, he was able to virtually support yourself. You paid for your own books. You paid for your own food. You didn't have to wait for that monthly deposit that a lot of college kids get from their parents To support yourself, you were able to move the way that you wanted to move on your own financial merits. So I think they were appreciative of that. But once you graduated, they looked at it like, all right, the fun and games is over. You need a job with benefits. You need dental, you need medical, you need a retirement plan. Where's your 401k? DJing isn't going to do that for you.
0: Well, they thought it wasn't going to do it for me. This
1: is their mindset. Right. So you have to understand that. That is reasonable. While I disagreed and while my mother disagreed, you have to say that now, in hindsight, that you recognize where your parents may have been coming from.
0: No, I don't. And, and the reason that I don't is, I mean, I understand they want the, what's best for their child, but you also got to let your child and support the people that love you. You know, if somebody's doing something that they love and they're making money off of it, it might not be a lot of money at that time, but they're enjoying life. You see what I'm saying? They're enjoying themselves. I don't. There's so many people that go to work and they work 10 hours a day and they hate their job and they kick this over the ass. Mm -hmm. But now that they have to because either they have a couple of children and they have to support Mm -hmm. or they have a home or they have uh, too many responsibilities where they have to go to that job that they hate. And it's not enough people really supporting each other and trying to encourage people to do things that they enjoy and, and give them that time. And and like I said, that's why I really appreciate you and your mom, because I was at a point where I almost gave up music. I almost gave up DJing. And there's a lot of people at that point right now, you know, and I really want to encourage people. If you have a loved one, you love somebody, whether it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiance, your husband, your wife, you have to give them that support because you never know where it's going to take them. Because, yeah, I could have been on Wall Street and, yeah, maybe I would have made a lot of money a year, but I probably would have hated my job,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and. Sometimes it's not all about the money. And I know it sounds crazy coming from me.
1: It definitely sounds crazy coming from you.
0: But. But you enjoy
1: what you do. So it's do. easy for you to say that. Right. Right.
0: Right. So, you know, first of all, why did you support me? Because, you know, we, would, we were dating out of, out of college and all of our friends were, were had great jobs and they were going to law school. and Working
1: for Merrill Lynch. Working for Merrill Lynch
0: and yes. going to med school and going doing to this law school. and doing mm-hmm. that. And here you had this, your little boyfriend <laughs> that was selling mixtapes.
1: Um, because I never thought about our future. I only thought about the present. I only thought about the now at mm-hmm. that point in my life. I saw that you enjoyed what you were doing and that it made you happy. And you were making a living off of it. So you weren't suffering, you didn't lack anything, you were happy. I didn't think to myself, okay, well, five years from now, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for that? I knew that you were gearing up to propose. That was obvious. I wasn't thinking about how we were going to pay for a wedding. I knew that we would have a wedding that we could afford, whether it be a small wedding or a large wedding. At that point, I knew that we would do what was within our means. So I didn't care about an in income and I always planned on working and having my own career so I wasn't so hung up on what you were doing or how you were going to support me or support a family I figured that together we would work towards our goals right. as a unit as a team
0: most people don't, I don't think they know that when we first started you were making more money than me <laughs> like you were balling you had the new Cadillac Escalade and and I had the the uh the older car now, I, mentioned right that, I mentioned that in the last right. episode, but I just want people to be clear that you were the one with the bread. I wasn't. Like, you used to drive me to the mixtape spots <laughs> and double park, and I would jump out and try to holler at the African to sell my mixtapes.
1: hmm. Consignment. hmm. hmm.
0: You would um, go to the record stores with me and the st- stand outside and stand outside the labels. Like, you know, and this, there was a time when. You know, you would have to double park in the city and I didn't have a name at the time. So I'd have to wait in a lobby for somebody for like two hours Mm -hmm. and you would sit in that car, never complain and just wait in that car and wait for me to come downstairs.
1: I knew when you came down, you'd be coming with new music that you'd be able to put on your new mixtapes. And, so. and back then, it
0: wasn't all glorious. Like, we used to have, we used to eat a number two for McDonald's.
1: Yes, double double um, cheeseburger meal.
0: Two cheeseburger <laughs> meal with ketchup on it.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Large fries and uh-huh. a Coke, and we used to share that at times. And, you know, we we struggled, and we struggled together. And I always respected that and appreciated that, because I feel like if that wasn't there for me, if that support system wasn't there, I don't necessarily think I would be a DJ So to tell the people out there, if you have a boyfriend that's a rapper or a a girlfriend that likes to do hair or nails or whatever it may be, or that's in law school and they're struggling and they might not be at the point that they want to be, you encourage them. You push them. You be their backbone. You be their number one fan because there's going to be a day where where they make it. And when they make it, it's going to be all worth something. But just don't back them. Don't don't back the 50-year-old rapper that sucks. All right. Sometimes you got to be like, enough's enough.
1: <laughs> right.
0: You know, and, and how come you didn't get to that point? How come we didn't get to the point where enough was enough? Because even when we, when you were pregnant. With Madison? With Madison, our first baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't glamour and glitz. We mm-hmm. were still stru- still struggling a little bit. There's nothing wrong with struggling. But at that point, you could have said, babe, you know, you got to stop this DJ ish Go get a real job.
1: But I was working and I was making phenomenal money.
0: But you knew you had to stop because you were time. pregnant. You couldn't be working in- until you were nine months.
1: Um, and then you knew you had to sit on your hands for a little bit once you had the baby. Right. But there's nothing wrong with a little struggle. There's nothing wrong with having to skimp on your groceries and not being able to buy the things that you like. Stop looking at things. <laughs> you won't be reminded of the things that you don't have. I don't know. I never had a problem with um, with lifestyle. I always figured that you live the lifestyle that you're able to at the time. And if you work hard and you aspire to have a different lifestyle, at some point you'll be able to get it. So you you being happy and you enjoying what you did was the top priority for me. Right. I didn't care about how much money you were making. And to be honest, I was more so concerned about how much I was going to make and, um, what steps I was going to take towards attaining my career and securing my career. So it, it, it honestly never crossed my mind. I, and, and to be honest with you, I never really thought that you're, and, and I didn't think about it much, but if it crossed my mind in any way, shape, or form, I never really thought that your career would be exactly what it is right now. Because you don't see that much longevity. I definitely didn't. In, in a DJ career. Right. You don't see... That much potential yeah, but in a DJ career. That's the problem. Because though. you think about it, there at the time, at the time there was only one major radio station that was playing your genre of music. Right. So once we graduated, you really only had one place to go.
0: But you know the problem with that is people always say that they'd be like, "Well, you only have this limited amount of space. This, there's always this glass ceiling, but it's not." Because I was able to bust through the glass ceiling you were and do a lot to. of things, but that that was from hard work,
1: right?
0: and competition mm-hmm. and having that strong support system. Like you just weren't there for the for the the victories. Mm-hmm. You were there for the beefs, <laughs> for the fights, right? You know, for for you know the um, RIAA sending letters saying I can't do mixtapes anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Who was it that threatened you? Was it Biggie?
0: Uh it was Junior Mafia threatened me no, one wait, time. And Nas. Nas threatened me one time. <laughs> right. Irv Gotti threatened me one time. It was a lot of people that threatened me a couple of different okay. times. But you were there. I remember one time I got into a fight. Mm-hmm. And um, this was the dumbest fight ever, man. And it was uh you, me, and two other dudes that were supposed to be on my team. And this dude came by himself, parked his car.
1: He wasn't by himself. He was by himself. No, he wasn't. He was by himself. Mm-mm.
0: No, he wasn't there. He was by himself. He was by himself.
1: He wasn't by himself. He was
0: by himself. He was by himself. Remember, my dad, after the fight, ran to to dude's house. But, you know, he was by himself. He pulled up in that car by himself. Pulled the gun out. Oh, okay. Pulled the gun out of his glove box, put the gun in his pocket. Okay. And uh, we, we, uh, we, were t- we were about to fight. I swung on him, hit him. Boom. I swung and left. I missed. Whew. And I just remember this was the days when like 3X and 4X T-shirts were in. Yes. And I remember he grabbed my T-shirt and put it over my head. Mm -hmm. And then the T-shirt was over my head and I couldn't see.
1: Wait, wait, but you have to explain because if someone hasn't seen that happen in a fight, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. So this person reached behind Rashawn and grabbed the bottom of his shirt by his waistline behind him and then pulled the shirt over his head from behind him so he started whooping his ass Because yeah, for Sean, said whipping my ass. no he was whooping your ass actually
0: he ain't with my ass he now
1: absolutely
0: he got a couple of good punches <laughs> on but he ain't with my ass
1: though yes you were like moving around like a ping pong i did have a black eye in a machine you you actually got stitches
0: Okay, maybe I got to stitch it to under
1: your eye, like all right, six.
0: all right, whoop my, <laughs> <whooped> my ass, whoop my ass, right, he whooped my ass. So, uh-huh. but I just remember, you know, it was two dudes with me and you, and you were the only one with the club in your hand, ready to fight with me. You know, and I always appreciated that because it's like my baby always has my back.
1: Well, I saw him go into the car and take something out of the glove box, but I didn't know what it was. And it worried me a little bit. So when you guys were beefing before, you know, he swung. Before he swung on you, I went into the car and took out the club. And the club for, you know, our younger listeners is anti-vehicle theft gadget. A big
0: orange bar that goes on your steering wheel so you can't turn the steering wheel. So
1: you can't steal the car. So it's it's made of metal. So I they took made a it lot out. Of money off the club what? too. So I took it out and I just stood there holding it thinking that if this guy used whatever it was that he pulled out of his glove box that I was going to have to go upside his head with this club, Right. you know? And um the fight ended. You got your stitches. You went home, told your parents and your father was irate.
0: Yeah, my dad was irate. My dad ran up ran up to uh, the dude's house. With, uh, long story short, my dad was crazy. But my dad yeah. was protecting his son. But I, I want to get back to just really supportive and, and supporting your spouse. Because that's very important. Mm-hmm. You have to have that support system. Because if you don't, you feel like you're all alone in this world. And sometimes you got to give that person an opportunity to do it. whether Whether they are an artist or a rapper or a producer. Or whatever they want to do in life.
1: People really underestimate the power of having a support system. A support system can be the difference between making it and not making it. Absolutely. I always knew that no matter what I wanted to do in this world, that my parents would cheer me on and they would tell me that I was the greatest at it, whether I was or wasn't. And just knowing that if you're standing on that cliff and you think you might be able to fly, knowing that if you jump off and try, if there's a pillowy soft foundation waiting for you at the bottom, if you don't fly and you fall, that will give you the courage to jump. And a lot of people don't, go after their dreams or they don't reach their dreams because they're too scared to jump because they're too scared that the people around them, whether it be a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a parent, friends will look at them as a failure. And for a lot of people, that's their biggest fear feeling as though people are looking at you as being a failure, right? That's scary. It is. That's scary. But if someone makes you feel so comfortable that, no matter what you do you can't fail or in their eyes that you wouldn't be a failure more people would take that leap of faith
0: right yeah absolutely. more
1: people would achieve their dreams and we would see a lot more talent out there and i i refer more so to the arts whether it be a painter an actor an entertainer of some sort because those are oftentimes the careers that are the hardest to nail down. Dancer. Yes, Mm -hmm. one because there are so many people that are aspiring towards those kind of careers. Mm -hmm. And those are also the kind of careers that it's not about book knowledge. It's not about graduate, study from this book, take this test, pass it, and then work under somebody. Mm -hmm. Because you know, if you're a lawyer, you go to school, you go to law school, you pass the bar, you go work at a firm. Right. You work hard, you be productive, you get promoted. Ultimately, you hope to be a partner or you hope to own your own law firm. Same thing with doctors and people that are in the financial world. There's usually a process that doesn't guarantee success, but at least there's a lane that you can look at and you can say, okay, these are the steps that I need to follow to get there. But when you're an artist, it's not always so clear. It's not always so cut and dry. Right. those are the, the the career choices that are harder to solidify and to make a reality right
0: so let me ask you so when is enough enough when is it you know I don't think he's gonna make it when I got to tell him like yo you got to give up on your dreams mm. f your dreams when is that time to say f your dreams boo you got to move on for when for women and men
1: I would never say that there is a time to give up on your dream in my opinion, If there ever was a time to say, maybe I should do something else, or maybe I should spread my interests around a little bit more, is the point at which your dream begins to interfere with your life. What do you mean? When your dream interferes with your day-to-day and your relationships... That might be the point where you say, you know what, maybe I need to scale back. I'm not going to give this up completely, but maybe I need to seek something else that can help me take care of my responsibilities. Whether it be your responsibility as a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a parent, or your financial responsibilities. Because, you know, if you're a struggling artist it's very difficult to pay your bills. Right. You know, it can be difficult to be able to make your rent or your mortgage or, you know, pay for groceries or your cable bill, your cell phone bill, things like that. Mm -hmm. When chasing your dream gets in the way of being able to live your everyday life comfortably, I'm not saying that you should give it up. I just think that maybe you should do something else while in pursuit of that.
0: Right. And, you know, with, the reason I just wanted to bring this this topic up is, you know, people always say, how did you make it? You know, how did you get this far? Was it, was it hard work? Yes. Was it prayer? Absolutely. Was it uh, no sleep? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it was also that, which was very important, was that support system that came from you and your mom. You know, I just remember um, even with your mom, I just remember not having much money at the time and and at the time my parents really didn't believe and your mom was very supportive to the point where she was, you know helped us with our first home mm-hmm. lent us some money, even to the point where, you know there was a musical equipment and, and, and production equipment that I needed and your mom took care of it,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: I always thought was amazing because I wasn't your mom's son
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, not birth wise anyway, Right. and I just thought that was always dope that she had that strong sense of you know what this kid is good or I have a feeling and if he wants to do this I'm going to encourage him to do that because she didn't have to she could have been like look you're you're married to my daughter you guys have a baby you know you're doing this DJ thing it's time for move on bro and she didn't she just always had my back and supported you know
1: yeah she told you that if there was anything that you ever needed Mm mm-hmm anything that you ever needed financially or in any other way that should be there to support you.
0: And I love that so much, you know, and make
1: sure that you were good,
0: you know, and, and that's why with your mom, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's always great to see her smile, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what it is that she is like, she has dementia now. Right. And she's dealing with, she can't, she has, she has no short term memory.
1: No short term. Her long term
0: memory, memory is, is 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 a little uh it's poor. bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if she wants to watch Judge Judy all day long because she enjoys Judge Judy, you know what? I'm a DVR Judge Judy all day long for her. Mm-hmm. If she wants to eat chocolate chip cookies, chocolate donuts and a Pepsi, you know what grandma's <laughs> going to get grandma's going to get all of that. You know, because she enjoys in
1: moderation. It. <laughs> we don't want her to acquire, you know, another health health problem. Yeah, the but same grandma, time. whatever
0: grandma wants to eat, grandma got it. But you know, those are the type of things that always made me support and I appreciate those type of things. And even to the to the point of, I remember at Christmas when Christmas, you know, um, for a Christmas gift, if if you're familiar with DJ equipment, you know, there, there's needles, and there's on the needle there's an arm, and on the end of the arm is a little needle. Mm-hmm. so for Christmas I wanted these Concord needles these Concorde needles were about 150 each now we were in what high school
1: yeah in was, high school it was our first Christmas together and I
0: wanted these and you know that you knew that I wanted them and you went out and bought them
1: uh-huh.
0: for for Christmas for me and it just meant a lot you know you could have got me anything you could have got me a, a a stupid shirt some jeans some timberland boots some Air Force ones back in the day but you got me something that was devoted and dedicated to my something that I enjoyed and I was trying to make a career of. Mm-hmm. Even though you bought the wrong needles, but I still love <laughs> No, they
1: got me. They, they, they I told them you. what I needed. They got me. I went to Canal Street mm-hmm. because I knew that they sold a lot of that type of equipment right. there. So I went out there and I walked into this electronic store and I said, my boyfriend needs Concord needles. Mm-hmm. And they sold me the tip without The arm. Right. And I should have known that something was wrong because I remembered seeing them previously in a red velvet case. Right. That looked so pretty. Right, right, right. But when I explained to them what I needed, they said, no, 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 this is what you need. And they put it in a little Ziploc looking bag. Mm -hmm. And then they charged me about $350 for these two little tips
0: tips of the arm now the whole arm and tip was $350 <laughs> they got you for that tip that tip was probably maybe a nine dollar tip but they charged you $350 for they that tip saw me but you coming. tried you tried it was Christmas saw me coming. we opened up the gift and it was like I
1: went back there with my dad and you I got did. my money back and I got you the, the Concord right needles in the red velvet box but
0: the point is is that you really supported me mm-hmm. and I just wanted to say thank you and if you're out there and you have a spouse support your spouse man You know, you never know what's going to happen. If you sit there uh, mad face, because you can't have lobster and shrimp today, it's going to be all right. Because you know what? In six months, you might be able to eat lobster and shrimp.
1: But just remember as well, we're not saying, well, at least I'll speak for myself. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying to support somebody who is chasing their dream to a fault. Right. You have to be responsible and you mm-hmm. have to be conscious of your situation and the other people that you may be affecting by your decision. Right. So dream responsibly. Okay.
0: Yes. All right. Well, now it's time. Let's get into the email of the week.
1: Okie dokie.
0: All right. Now, the email of the week is from, it says, call her Sarah. She doesn't want her name used.
1: That's how she started? That's how she says. Okay. Does she okay. say where she's from?
0: Nope. Let me read it. It says, um, hey, guys, first of all, you guys are absolutely amazing. Your Mm -hmm. podcast is off to a good start and I'm excited to see it continue to evolve. Now, I'm a 26 year old female. I've been single for two years. I recently started seeing this guy and he is great in every way but one. He's a total gentleman, the opening door and buying flowers kind of guy. We have been seeing each other for about four months. Almost three out of the four months we did not do anything sexual or sensual. Not even kissing. Wow. We've started getting more sexual. We have initiated intercourse three different times, foreplay and all that good stuff. As soon as it comes time for intercourse, he goes to put it in and he gets soft. I don't want to make him feel bad, but it's getting to a point that it's getting frustrating to be in that mood and then get nothing. We don't talk about it. I don't bring it up. Nothing. I know it's embarrassing for him, but I really want to understand it. I don't know what to do. I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to make him feel bad, but I really want to address it. I want to know if it's me or if it's a medical problem. What should I do? Should uh bad sex be a deal breaker for a guy who seems to be ideal in every way but that one? How do I initiate the conversation? Help.
1: Okay. Well, let's start off by saying, in my opinion, bad sex is not a deal breaker in a relationship. You gotta fix that
0: up, cause now people gonna think that oh. I got bad sex. Now you gotta fix
1: it. <laughs> you- Got that That
0: fix, fix that shit up right now. <laughs> fix it up right now. I will come right here because I will put on a show right now in the middle of this podcast oh, okay. to prove what it is. <laughs> okay. So you fix this up okay, right now.
1: Okay, no, that is, I am not speaking from personal experience. However, I can, um, I can say that. That is not the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. It's not even top five most important things to me in our relationship. There are at least five other things that I value more than our sexual relationship. Although it's amazing. And we have an incredible connection you better
0: say better than amazing i gave you five kids you better say okay. better than amazing i put it down
1: and we have keep playing an, with me i pull it out right now <laughs> <laughs> we have an incredible connection sexually i think that there are so many other things that i value about you so much more than that um because there are a lot of couples that are having great sex because their chemistry is wonderful but They may not be good people, or they may not be good to one another, or their chemistry in other departments doesn't measure up, but they stay together for the sex. And then what winds up happening? You find somebody else that has something else that appeals to your attraction Mm -hmm. a little bit more, and then you're on to the next. Sex doesn't solidify a relationship. You can always find someone that looks better. It doesn't matter how good you look. It doesn't matter how amazing your body is. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are. It doesn't matter how glowing your skin is or what your biceps look like. There is always, always, always going to be someone who is more attractive than you. Right. There's another one born every day. So if you're falling back, on your looks and your body and your ability to please a man or to please a woman in bed, you're already off on the wrong foot because that's not what keeps a relationship. Yeah, the guy will keep having sex with you. Yeah, the girl will keep having sex with you. But it's very likely that they'll be having sex with somebody else as well if that's the crux of your relationship, if that's the glue and what's holding it together together. That's a light seam. That's a weak seam. So to answer her her last question, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's enough to end a relationship. Now we'll move on to the obvious. It's obvious that she's not the problem. It's obvious by that email that there's something physically going on. With that man, how do
0: you say it's obvious that she's not the it's problem? It's
1: obvious because let's say she has
0: an odor. Let's say let's say it's the, let's say it's the other way around. Let's say he likes
1: it's, her. It's she's obvious she's into her,
0: and she has an odor.
1: It's obvious because he wouldn't pursue the relationship. He hasn't even tried to kiss her up until this last month of their relationship. She said that they've been together for four months, and for three months they were not intimate nor kissing or anything of that sort. It wasn't only until the last month that he kissed her for the first time, and I guess they've been kissing since. For two adults, that is not normal. That is not normal at all, which means that he's going into their relationship with an insecurity. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's, there must be something wrong with the plumbing, with his physical health, And that's probably what's preventing him from moving at what would be considered a normal speed because he's scared of disappointing her. So it must have happened in prior relationships that he's existed in. Right. So he's, and I don't wanna say that the only reason that he's going so extra and so hard in the other departments is because he's compensating, but that's definitely a possibility. It's very possible that he's opening the doors and buying the flowers and maybe writing letters or sending poetry Mm -hmm. or nice texts because he knows that when he goes for the gusto and he's not able to perform that she'll have these other things to say well he does this and he does that and that's exactly what her email is an example of so you have to come to terms with that that Most likely it's not you. He just needs to get to a place where he's comfortable to talk about it with you. Four months in, it's very difficult for someone to talk about that kind of problem. Four years in, 14 years in, 40 years in. That is tapping on a man's manhood and, what is kind of considered at the heart of him. When you think about a man, you think about a provider, a protector, and someone who's able to perform in bed. And when a man is lacking in any of those three areas or not able to perform, that creates a huge insecurity. And I'm not surprised that he hasn't tried to talk to you about it, but right now, Him not being able to become erect during intercourse or preceding intercourse. There's a big elephant in the room. That huge pink elephant sitting in the corner staring at you guys. It seems ridiculous that it wouldn't be spoken of at the time. It's understandable, but at the same time, it's ridiculous. I understand why he wouldn't want to talk about it, but it doesn't make any sense. So... What I think would need to happen in this situation is the next time it becomes an issue, you would have to make him comfortable, make him feel as though everything is fine and that you understand and that you guys need to talk about it. It has to be something that is spoken about because you have to let him know that clearly with that circumstance, you feel insecure as well. It's your concern that maybe it's you. Maybe he's not attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's your cellulite. Maybe it might be a pouch. Maybe it might be an odor, like you right? said. Yeah. You have to let him know that it's affecting you as well. It's not just his insecurity that he's projecting indirectly, not deliberately, but subconsciously projecting and making you feel as though it's something that you're doing that may have him not attracted to you. And that starts relationship off at a very, very bad start. It's the best idea right now to tackle it and to handle it together. And if you like him enough or if at this point you love him, it's worth it. It's worth talking about and supporting him through it. But the trick is really to make him feel comfortable and I would imagine that it'd be very difficult to make a man feel comfortable explaining to you why his plumbing isn't working.
0: Right. Now, it better not be a deal breaker. I'm just going to say that. What do you mean? I'm going to tell you this reason why. How many friends do you have that always say, I'm single. I need a good man. Where can I find a good man? (laughs) How many times do you hear that?
1: Oh, I have more than
0: a little bit. A lot. Yes. A lot of girls are looking more for than a good a man. Bit. So, Sarah, whatever your real name is, you got a good man. He got a little penis problem, but you got a good man. So, now we just got to focus on his penis and fix this penis up, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple of ways we could fix this penis up. Like, first, you got to check yourself, make sure you don't have an odor. <sighs> you got to make sure it's not you. See,
1: why can't you be serious? I am serious. This is
0: very serious. I am serious. Okay. You, could do the, you could test yourself, just a thing, or you can smell your own panties, make sure you don't have an odor, <laughs> right? <laughs> Once we figure that out, and we notice in you no know, odor, then we figure it's him, right? Now since he's not really talking about it,
1: no, because what? I mean, in a in a real world, this is a real world. No, no, no. Listen, if uh, you stink, your it, no, stink, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it can be an attraction issue that could be a reason why a man can't gain or maintain an erection that could be true clearly but but the reason why I don't think that that's their situation and there's no odor situation Rashawn is because he came out of the gate not kissing not touching and not showing other signs of affection which means that he's trying to avoid any type of sexual confrontation with
0: her now wait now also now this is another thing that we you you had that conversation but That's a tough conversation because that's a man's manhood. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to talk about a man's penis and you don't want to talk about a man being soft or a sucker. So that you got to kind of work yourself into that situation. So if I was you, Sarah, what I would probably do is, you know, I might go to the gas station and get one of them little pills at the gas station because you'd be seeing mad pills at the gas station, right? Oh,
1: so she should give it to him?
0: I'm going to tell you. But you know what happens if you go to the gas station?
1: Since you can't get hard here, nope. I got these from Seven nope. Eleven for you. No, nope, try nope, it. No, no let's no. see if it works. But
0: what you gotta do, Saturday? We're gonna go have a the,
1: good time tonight. I'm gonna tell you,
0: go to the gas station, and then Come there's on. pills that you. Let's say you go on Monday, and then you go on Thursday, and then you see pills missing, right? So those are the good pills to take, right? So what you do is, this is what you do. You go to the gas station and you get those pills, right? And then you tell them. You be like, "Hey, I really want to do something freaky tonight." I want to go extra, extra, extra. Take one of these and let's go. So now you encourage him and he, now he feels comfortable That's with taking That's not going to work pill.
1: because you can't go extra if you don't even have the premise. Right. So he's going to be like, extra? I can't even give you what's adequate, let alone extra. But he's going
0: to think that you've done this before and you gave They him-
1: haven't successfully had sex. Yeah, but she's going to... She said that every time that he went to put it in... He became soft. Well, you they have something. never successfully had sex. So she there is to... no extra extra because what he's giving her is inadequate at this point. Are you listening? And let me say something. No, actually, I tuned you out. Once you stop making sense, I, I can't even process anymore. No. Let's also state for the record, well, maybe not for the record exactly, because I'm not sure how accurate um, the information I'm about to give is, but I know that it's in the ballpark of accurate. I think that I might have seen, I I read this somewhere, most men, not most, but about 40% of men between the ages of 30... 45 huh. does that sound right between 30 and 45 experience some level of erectile dysfunction otherwise known as ED absolutely so it is not but the problem is that people don't talk no, about it no hell
0: no it. that's not something you talk about no, let me ask you a question if yes. you had
1: I, ED right and we're here doing this podcast and hopefully it's for the right reasons to open up communication and to make things that might otherwise seem not normal normal Mm -hmm. to talk about things that are real and true in people's lives if you had ed would you discuss it no you really wouldn't
0: fuck no you're not gonna make fun of me and my penis that ain't working hell
1: no say, well, I understand, but I'm just saying that that is part of the problem. If I
0: did, there's no way I would discuss it. I should be able to say, yeah, i discuss it. I'm with my wife. I don't give a, f- a fuck what anybody else says, but that's not the truth. It's that's the, the, truth the truth because it's your manhood. That's that's the one thing you have on this earth that you always have. You, you might not always have money. Hmm. You might not always have a car, a crib, clothes, but you always got your penis. And if your <laughs> penis ain't working, what's so funny? And if your penis you. ain't working, you want it to work. Right. So you got to figure a way for this, for this to work. She's going to have to Talk to him about going to the doctor and getting necessary help because it could be stress. Mm-hmm. There's there's a million reasons why his penis might not be working. It could be stress. It could be hard work. It could be anxiety. Exhaustion. It could be exhaustion. It
1: could be lack of attraction.
0: It could be lack of attraction to a
1: particular person. It could be
0: the fact that he's not eating
1: right. It can just it can be a physical thing. It can be where, so many different things because the way that a penis becomes erect is that. The man is aroused, the brain is aroused, and blood rushes through the veins to the penis. It engorges it, enlarges it, and makes it erect right. and hard and able to be used. So it could be, and that's why I use the word plumbing, it could be a problem with the path that the blood is taking to the penis. There can be some type of obstruction or some type of physical problem that's preventing that from happening or effectively. it
0: could be oversaturated punani. What? Oversaturated
1: See, I'm tuning you out again because you... You got to listen to what I'm saying.
0: Oversaturated panani. You know what that is? I can imagine. That means it's not him having sex. It's all over the place. You remember when we were younger, you really didn't see sex that much you only seen it on Showtime at oh, night. Oh, no, I, I thought you meant something different. But, but now you see oversaturated punani, and you see it all the time. Yeah, okay. You see it on okay, Instagram. Yes. Oh, no, no, I agree you with you. You see it in the strip clubs. It's you see so it in the nightclubs. You see it so you don't get aroused as much because you see it all the time. So mm-hmm. for you know, for, for a lot of people, I mean, I, I read a study on it that said uh, a, a lot more younger people are having problems with ED because they see it so much right. they can't get stimulated because it's natural to them.
1: It's not natural. It's normal. It's, it's, it's a normal. You see it so much that you don't desire it as much. You right. don't crave it as Over-saturated much. Oversaturated Because it's always at your fingertips. You're always seeing a girl with a fatty or cleavage or a small waist or, you know, beautiful skin or, you know, that 36, 24, 36. You see it all the time right. now because of social media and also because it's so much... More easily attained. Now, all you have to do is swipe a credit card, and you can have that body. So, a lot of girls that don't naturally have they don't that body—they
0: don't take body, credit cards. I'm sure they do take. Doctor Miami, I'm sure doesn't take credit I'm, cards. I'm, I would. I'm, I think he. So what you cash
1: think, Why would he only take cash? All right, good. There ahead. aren't too many businesses that only take. Why would he only take cash? Yeah, I guess you're right. Go ahead. No, I'm sure he takes credit cards. Well, in
0: Dominican Republic, they only take cash. How you don't know that?
1: what they take in Dominican <laughs> Republic or Brazil or anywhere else. Right? Go ahead. I'm sorry. But um, what was I saying? You just threw me. Sorry. <laughs> what? Um, oh, I was saying that it's easy to to be gotten. Mm-hmm. You can swipe a credit card and have that body. So now more girls that wouldn't naturally have that body, have that body. And then with the reach of social media, they post that body. And now men are seeing it every other finger swipe on their phones. So you're always seeing something that's sexy. So whereas years ago, before social media was such a big thing, you would more so either have to see if you caught it in a movie, like if Halle Berry flashed her titties in Swordfish. I remember that was a big deal. Now- If someone flashes their boobs in a movie, it'd be like nothing. I don't even think it'd be talked about. It's not. But when she did that, I remember she got paid a very large amount of money to do it because it was so taboo. It was so shocking. But now it's like nothing because the times have changed. And now the reach is so much longer. Oversaturated punani. Yeah. So I think that it takes a lot more now to stimulate particularly... A man, Because, you know, as a woman, I'm not swiping and seeing these muscle bound dudes every other finger swipe. But I'm seeing a lot of women with that, for lack of better words, a manufactured physique. You see it more often and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's I think guys are taking their phones into their bedrooms with a bottle of lotion or some oil and they're how would you put it like they're jerking off. No, I wasn't going there. Oh. I mean, that's obviously what I was going for. Oh. But there, it will take a lot more to stimulate them because it's become a lot more routine. Gotcha. So now you got to do, you got to swing from chandeliers. You have to do things that are more risque and what people would consider freakier to turn most men on because, like you said, I guess oversaturated. Punani. Yeah, I, I don't really want to say that word. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Go ahead.
0: All right. I don't know if we help Sarah. You think we help Sarah? I
1: do. I, I think I think that was um, good advice.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's move on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for argument of the week. Where you want to go, huh? What argument you want to have? What, what argument do we have this week?
1: We argued a few times this week, but... Nothing that I think was um I definitely peed was on too the, too big that is the There's the other a huge takeaway from from it. Let's keep it, you know, let's keep it true to our lives.
0: All right, but um we got a lot of emails about other couples having arguments. Did you pick one? Yeah. Um let me see, let me see. Oh, this is a good one. Do you think it's fine for each other to have friends of the opposite sex? <laughs> hmm. That's it? Yeah, I mean, she goes. That's if the not- entire email. Yeah, she goes. Yeah, she goes. That's what you chose. No, she goes. Well, this is her question. She says, "Hey, hey, Gear, do you think it's fine for each other to have friends of the opposite sex? My man has a bunch of female friends, and I just don't like it. I think it's disrespectful. I think it's foul, and this shouldn't happen. I want to tell him something, but am I going too far? That's her question. Take it away. Hell no, she can't, you can't have no, you can't friends." <laughs> You can't have no friends. I can't have no friends. We can't. We we can't have no friends. No, it can't happen. You can. You, you yeah. You can have a friend. I'm if confused. They, if they're gay. <laughs> if, if if they're gay. You
1: can't have a friend if she's gay.
0: What you mean? Of you, the opposite sex.
1: Yes. If she's gay. It well, was up to
0: you. What do you think? But I, I'm just telling you for me.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: me, you can't have no male friends unless they are gay. If they're gay, you can have a male friend. Other than that, we can have friends, but no, you can't just have a guy that you call and you cry on his shoulder and you tell him what our problems are and you tell him what's going on with us and you are that shoulder to lean on and talk to. No mother effing way.
1: But Mm -hmm. you started this episode talking about your progress and how much you've moved away from the position. I said you have a friend. Of jealousy. I said you can have a friend. Well, tell me why. Tell me why you're saying. Well, first of all, this just this really does chap tap on jealousy again. Oops. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've gotten better, but you're not cured. I didn't say I was cured. Okay. No, I'm just saying. Let's just clarify. I, I don't you want you up ha- here contradicting yourself. No. And
0: I said you can have friends as long as they are gay. Like you know what? <laughs> why? What? You want me to be honest? You want me to lie? Uh huh. Like like really, like I can't have you like we can have friends, but Mm -hmm. you just can't have your own personal male friend over there that you talk to and you call late at night and y'all go hanging and going to the movies. No, cannot happen. No way. I'm just thinking this
1: out as we're talking. Not on my watch. Okay. Now we can have friends
0: together and we can hang out together. You, me and
1: homie?
0: Yeah, me, you and homie. (laughs) Okay. We all can hang out together if that's uh-huh. the case. But no, it's not you no. Know, okay, we could so, have friends. Okay, so so
1: the big question is why? Um
0: I just don't like it. You got something better than that? I ain't got nothing better. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't You got
1: nothing better. I ain't
0: got than nothing that. better than that. I just don't like it.
1: I just don't like it. No, you have to delve. I, I mean, Dig I could dive in. And, you know, into it, the... the thing,
0: right? And fellas, you know, if you if you got a your girl, your fiance, your wife, if she's bad, or ladies, you have uh, your, your partner, your spouse is bad. You know guys are going to be on it. Ladies, you know girls are going to be on it. And I know, yeah, you trust your spouse. Yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. But what sometimes men do is they slide into that friend zone. I'm going to slide on it. Oh, yeah, oh, I love you and your husband. Oh, I love y'all so much. Man, y'all do so good. And then he just starts calling, oh, yeah, how you doing? And then they start picking up on things that you like. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what? Oh, you like cheesecake and strawberries? Me too. I'm going to bring you some cheesecake and strawberries. Oh, word. Oh, you like cream soda? Oh, I'm going to hook you up with cream soda. Oh my God. Oh, you like purple roses? I like purple roses too. And then they're going to... Because guys will do that.
1: They're going to create a bond. They're going to
0: create a bond. So now y'all mm-hmm. got that bond. And now, you know, what winds up happening is is something happens in our relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you think that, you know... There's a bond there, and I could talk to him a little bit about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then he he starts acting like he's there for you. Oh, nah, you know, Rashawn, you know, he's just stressed out like that. You know, let him live. So now you're thinking, oh, he's really for our relationship. He's in my corner. And then, eight months down the line, (laughs) I don't believe he did that to you. (laughs) If you was with me, I would have never did that to you. You
1: don't deserve that. You don't
0: deserve that. (laughs) You deserve to be with better. Uh huh. And then what happens? And then, and then, you know, then, you know, you're in a tight situation because now you feel that you are you guys are friends and he would never try to highlight you. And now you think he's really looking out for your best interest, but he's really not. He's got you in the matrix. He's got you in the matrix. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a real, real question, right? Okay. I've been, we've been together since over 20 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't got to say no names because I don't want to know because I don't want to start no beef and no fights.
1: Because okay.
0: I don't want to go back to the old Envy. How many of my friends tried to kick it to you? I plead the fifth. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. How many of my friends tried to kick it to you?
1: I mean, I would never.
0: Just say it, Just say a number. Yeah, you ain't got to tell me who. Just tell me, uh, just tell me Exactly. Then, as soon
1: as we leave here, then it's <laughs> it's <laughs> Who? No, you're gonna put me up against the wall, and this is gonna be like, who? I don't even want to know. Nah, 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 yeah. I really need to know. I don't even want to know. Is it somebody I speak to now? I don't. don't Is somebody I still know? I don't even want to know. But that is the reason why. No, you wouldn't. That
0: is the reason why, because, like you just said, my friends have tried to kick it to you before, knowing that we've been together, Mm -hmm. no matter what we've been through, ups and downs. But they were supposed to be my people's, but they slid in. As a friend,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then try to slide that your panties off and get in that. No,
1: nobody tried to slide my panties off. Okay, for the record, I mean, I, I think that that is in a lot of men's nature. I think that a lot of men have the potential to do something like that. So I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you would have to trust that I wouldn't make that mistake. No, that I, don't, I would trust see I someone. No, no, no. But you would have to trust my intuition. You would have to trust that I would see a situation like that coming. So, for a man, unless you're dealing with a female that's a complete idiot, a woman always knows when a man is attracted to her. Always. And, for me, you know, earlier on in our relationship when I did have male friends, I felt as long as they, I I mean, I knew who was attracted to me. Right. And I always felt well, as long as they don't cross any lines, as long as they don't disrespect me or disrespect my relationship and compromise our friendship, then it's fine. I don't really care how you feel. I don't care if you're attracted to me. I don't care if you have feelings for me. As long as you're being a good friend and you keep it on that level, I never minded. But most men don't.
0: Most men don't. And they, and they it, will try and, to slide. And, and it didn't. And you know, and I,
1: I can't say that if, if I ever felt as though a guy was attracted to me, it always did get to the level where they crossed the line. They, or they, oh, but they then I the always cut it off at that point. Right,
0: but the problem is is with, with, with most women or most relationships, most women don't tell their their boyfriend or their spouse or their husband because they don't want it to get nasty. They don't want to get into a situation where a fight or a brawl or something breaks it's out. It's not
1: just that honestly, Mm -hmm. most people, men and women alike, they will keep that friend that they know is attracted to them in their back pocket in case anything goes wrong in their relationship. They know that they have that backup plan right there, sitting, ready, willing and able. And that's the truth. People don't they're not, you know, the first to jump out the window and say it like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. That's my friend. But, you know, when that friend's attracted to you.
0: Right. Well, see, but that's why I was Inspector Gadget back in the day, and I was all up in your phones and emails and trying to figure out who that friend was. And <laughs> and you know what I do? That's why I don't have any friends.
1: I don't really have any friends. And you know what? Wait, you don't have any friends because of me? Come, Come on, on. I that's really not don't trust. No, that's no, I really true. don't trust
0: anybody. That's why I don't have any friends. It's not. You don't just,
1: trust people generally. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with me. B-
0: but but don't think... I almost got a little personal. Let me stop.
1: What? No, what? I was
0: going to say, don't think... I don't know... Half of of the people that tried to kick it to you that I, that that I know I, I get a feeling I know what it is I know when them phone calls start coming in I'm like okay he's calling her a little too much I know what it is so you know what that means mm-hmm. don't reach out to me for, and ask me for anything don't don't go in my DM and ask me for a favor you Envy you remember me yeah I remember you and there's a reason why I don't call you anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me.
1: But Ooh. we've never talked about I, you we didn't have to because I don't have to put it in that negative space. So but, uh, you mean to tell me that you've had a feeling about people, certain people and you've yeah. slighted them because Absolutely. of a feeling don't that you've never my... even tried to confirm. No, nah, I don't
0: have to confirm. I don't I don't have to. I don't need to get myself worked up.
1: But why wouldn't you confirm it with me if you were going so far as to cut people off? Because I don't want to put negativity
0: them. out there. I don't need to have that energy in our But in that's our life.
1: a problem with you though. What? I know we're kind of getting off top off topic right now. But that's a problem with you. What? You try to avoid negativity to a fault. There's nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with it. Why? Because if you have, uh, uh, listen, there's been several times in our relationship where I might have done something that I wasn't supposed to do or said something that I wasn't supposed to say. And I'll know it. I'll be aware. And I'll wait for you to approach me. I'll wait for you to confront it. And you don't and you don't. And I think that that personality trait is so unique to you because I don't know too many people friend-wise or people that might be closer than friends or family that take on that personality trait. See, I, I, That's the, a very but the odd reason I do. Most people, even people that are non-confrontational, if something is bothering them or if they suspect something, they'll confront their partner and ask them about it. And I've always known That if I ever did you dirty, that if I ever cheated on you and you found out, I always felt that you probably wouldn't ask me about it. If it didn't smack you in the face or if it didn't become an imminent problem, that you wouldn't confront it and you would just let it drift away. As long as I was there making you happy, loving you and being present in our relationship.
0: I wouldn't say that. I I mean... We would have we'd have a conversation in it, and if you were honestly sorry, I'm not like a person that would need to know all the details. I don't need to know all the details. I don't
1: think you would want to know. Period. I don't need to and know. That's all the details. my point. No, 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 no. no, no, no.
0: I would want to know. Of course, I would want to know. I don't
1: think so. I would want to know. But I don't think I would, you would have ever wanted to know.
0: No, I would want to know. I just wouldn't want to know the details. Like, it's certain things I don't want to know. If you do me dirty, I don't need to know what you did to do me dirty. All I know is you did me dirty. I don't need to speak to you because what winds up happening. Is it 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 stops me from being me? Because now all I'm thinking about is I need to get you back. I need revenge. Mm-hmm. I need to fuck you up. Me? No, not you. But oh. somebody, somebody who did me dirty. Oh,
1: <laughs> like no, what? No, 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 no,
0: no. Somebody who did me dirty. <laughs>
1: You've never been violent. No, no.
0: Somebody who did me dirty. <laughs> oh you know, and it got to God. a point where. I'm about
1: to get fucked up. No, not you, stupid. <laughs> like,
0: what? No, not you. But <laughs> okay, I ahead. never wanted to get to that level. So for me not to get to that level, I let things go. If you do me dirty, okay. You know what it is? Okay, high five. All right. If I lend you money and you don't give me my money, my money back,
1: I know what it is. But you're you're strange in the sense that you're the type of person that is able to let things go mm-hmm. and hold a grudge both at the same time, which is a complete contradiction. I don't know how. How do you pull that off?
0: I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but I'm able to do it. And hey, it's it works for me. You know, and, and, and.
1: And you do both of those things until you forget. Because you're good for forgetting. And then I forget when you like, talk to somebody. You'll be like, babe, why don't I talk to Harry? Did, did he shit on me in some way, uh, shape, or form? And then did, I
0: start talking to Harry again and not even know what Harry like, did wrong. I'll be
1: like, babe, you know you don't like Harry. You, like, you don't why? remember what Harry did in like 2014? you be like, no, I have no idea. That happens a lot. That that actually happens a lot. So yeah, more often than maybe that's how you marry the two personality personalities. Maybe, uh huh.
0: Now, now, can we help the person back out? Get back to what what what? Okay, what we were saying? circle
1: back. Go I ahead. I forgot
0: what she asked.
1: I don't know. Look at the email. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> having, friends. <laughs> having friends,
0: having oh, friends, yeah, having okay, friends. Oh yeah. Okay, go ahead. So she wants to know about having friends. Do you mind if uh, if if your husband or do you think she should mind if her boyfriend has friends of the opposite sex?
1: Well, listen, I mean, it really depends on their circumstances. She said that he has many female friends Mm -hmm. of the opposite sex. I don't think that there is any reason to have... A lot of female friends of the opposite, a lot of um, friends of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. If you're in a serious relationship, unless those friends were there before your romantic relationship began, if they existed, a new person can't come in and expect you to cut off all of your friends because of their insecurities. But Once you're in a relationship, unless there's a very solid and legitimate reason for you to begin a friendship with someone of the opposite sex, I don't think that one should exist because the waters always get muddy. Right. Lines always seem to get crossed and it does nothing but create hurt and insecurity, and that's just negative energy that you're putting into your relationship. And sadly, what winds up happening is, when that negative energy is circulating in a relationship, people start to take hold of their power, and they start using it as a tool, Right? you know? And that's dangerous, that's dangerous. I think that you should love your partner enough and value your partner. And now, that's not the right answer. The right answer the politically correct answer is yes, you should be able to have friends of any sex if you trust your partner.
0: Don't let her have no friends, dog.
1: That makes sense. I can give you 10 reasons why. I can put it on paper, I can argue it, and I can make perfect sense of it, and at the end, I can say I'm right. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take into consideration human nature. Right and human nature plays such a large part of our everyday actions Mm -hmm. it plays a larger part of our feelings and our emotions and there are some things that don't make sense on paper that make all the sense in the world when it comes to the way that you feel because of human nature we as human beings are naturally jealous and I don't see a problem with jealousy. It's what you do with your jealous emotions that can become problematic. If you take a jealous emotion and you turn it into hate, and I don't mean hate as, you know, like I want to kill you, hate as in, you know, you see somebody with a positive attribute and you try to cut them down because their positive attribute threatens you. It makes you feel insecure. It makes you feel like you're not good enough. So you hate. Jealousy becomes a problem when it turns into envy, where you're looking at somebody and everything that they have to offer and everything that's going good for them. And you want that so desperately for yourself that you hope that they're not able to thrive in all of their positivity. That's when jealousy becomes a problem. Now, when it comes to human nature, you feel jealous, but you have to you have to temper the way that you act on it when, mm-hmm. when you're in a when you're in a relationship. And when it comes to friendships, even though it makes sense that you can be friends with that person, your partner through nature will feel jealous and will feel threatened by the presence of that person in your life. They come through the door and you're supposed to be home waiting for them, and they're probably excited for you to greet them, and you're on the phone with Dude. Right. That just creates a negative feeling in that person. You're looking like, oh, we're just talking about work. We're just talking about a project. But Dude just walked through the door, and he's thinking, "Mm mm-hmm. All right, hope you have a great conversation. Hope you get that all worked out. He goes upstairs, gets in the shower, and is probably pissed off. Right. You can't really explain it away, but it's true. You know, a girl might be going through your phone to look for an email that pertains to the both of you. And she sees that Susie called three times and Susie's just a friend. Susie's nicest pie to you. But the first thing you're going to think is why did Susie have to call him three times right. in three hours? That doesn't make any sense. And Susie might've been calling for all the right reasons, but it creates a negative emotion. Absolutely, And those emotions that are naturally existing in relationships, they don't need to be there. So, unless a person is a friend and they're serving you as a lifeline in some way, shape, or form, I don't think that it's necessary unless it's absolutely necessary. I agree. You know? I
0: think that, it, hey, friends, we all friends.
1: Right. And I mean, that's another thing. We if, all friends. If, if a person is a friend of mine, He can be a friend of my husband's. There you go. If my husband can't pick up the phone and call him, and we can't all, just like you said, go out to eat together or enjoy time together or whatever, then that's not a friend. There shouldn't be any isolated friendships in relationships. So Sarah, you said we're going to call no, her no, Sarah? No, no, no. Sarah
0: was the last one. Oh, this who's one this? She didn't leave her name.
1: Okay. So this person, all of those female friends that he's able to talk to and hang out with or do whatever it is that he's doing with them, you should be able to be included in any or all of that. If he's trying to keep those females a secret from you or the relationships and, you know, what, the relationships are comprised of a secret or mm-hmm. he's not being forthcoming or sharing then there's something wrong okay if and you know something i also think that his phone should be open right absolutely you know there shouldn't be if you're in a marriage especially in a marriage but even if you're in a serious relationship where you're in love and you're planning towards a future with one another There shouldn't be any privacy within the phones.
0: I want to talk about that in in another episode, because that's going to be a long conversation. Okay, all right. That's going to be a long conversation. But
1: as it pertains to her... Because I... Well, go ahead. As it pertains to her, I think that if his phone is open, she's privy to texts and emails and things. Not that she should check them, but just the fact that it's open. Like, for instance, with you... I have never in my life checked an email, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a phone log, a pocket. I've never smelled your clothes. Like I've never done any of those things because I feel that if I feel as though I have to, then there's a problem and maybe we shouldn't be together. But you don't have locks on your phones or anything. And just the fact that it's there for me to look through if I ever chose to, that in and of itself gives a certain level of comfort and security so i'm wondering if he's hiding it and using it as a form of power or a tool in their relationship to make her jealous right so i think she should start there i think that he would need to i don't want to say sever cuz that's that's harsh but he would need to start letting some of these friendships well, you're go we all
0: friends or let it go
1: or they, they need to be like community friends gotcha
0: gotcha I agree with you okay alright well it's time to get up out of here baby is it already yeah it's time to get up out of here now if you want to holler at Gia and I you can do so email us the the or the which one is it it's the the Casey Crew that's T-H-E-E caseycrew at gmail.com you can hit us up you can tell us about your arguments you can tell us about your questions of the week you can tell us what you feel about the podcast we appreciate all the feedback you can hit us up on iTunes SoundCloud uh, YouTube Spotify any way you could possibly hit us hit us up let us know on our Instagram Twitter all that good stuff we love the feedback good or bad
1: and listen we are going through all of the emails and we have you know some people that are helping us go through the emails as well (laughs) so if you don't hear your email being addressed trust just keep listening um, I'm gonna start picking them strategically for the next upcoming podcasts okay all right well I am DJ Envy and I'm Gia Casey hello you baby your turn you
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> and this is another edition of the Casey crew.